If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And now, What Am I Doing Here presents a new feature, a trip you can skip. I visited Syria before its civil war, Ukraine before the invasion, and I rode the Titan sub before it imploded. Now I'm in Taiwan. Uh-oh. She drags me everywhere, man. Sometimes by the hair, man. Forgot my underwear, man. This just isn't fair, man. I don't want to go there, man. What am I doing here? Been to Ukraine, Bahrain, Syria, Algeria, North Korea, South Korea, North Pole, South Pole, North Dakota, South Dakota, Spain, and Maine, and Iran, Iraq, Israel, India, Hunan, Wuhan, Pakistan, Uzbekistan, bottom of the Atlantic, Titanic, what a panic, drags me everywhere, man, sometimes by the hair, man, forgot The holiday season is off and rolling with NFL in full stride and the NBA and NHL hitting mid-season form. BetOnline is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. With up-to-the-minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, BetOnline is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And not just the big four. BetOnline has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that's played, from MMA to international soccer. Head to Bet Online today and remember to use our promo code BLEAV, B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Everyone wants to invade Taiwan, but nobody wants to visit. That's because the weather toggles every five minutes between scorching heat and torrential rain. Whether drenched with sweat or soaked to the skin, you'll spend your entire vacation sopping wet. Because of the weather, the island is just one massive jungle. The only scenery is chasms, gorges, and ravines. Basically, Taiwan is full of holes. Our tour guide was a local man who was actually named Peter Pan, but he did manage to grow up, go bald, and get diabetes. He pointed every gorge and tell us, It's not as beautiful as your Greg Kinnear. He said it ten times, no natural wonder could match the beauty of mid-90s film star Greg Kinnear. Only later did I realize he was saying Grand Canyon. Peter Pan had one other turn of phrase, as he drove us from the sweltering lowlands to the merely uncomfortable highlands, he said, You can break wind. 
As a man in my 60s, I do this almost constantly. Still, it was nice of him to give me permission. But when he turned off the AC, I figured out that break wind meant crack a window. I did open the window, and seizing the moment, I broke wind. Denise could help with these misunderstandings. She speaks fluent Chinese, but instead she jumps in with a barrage of baby talk. Take the time I tried to order a black coffee. The Taiwanese waitress was baffled, so Denise leapt into the fray. You know milk? From a cow, no milk. Moo, moo, not milk, no. The waitress nodded assent. She seemed to get it. Then she returned with no coffee and three glasses of milk. Ironically, when Denise wanted milk, she couldn't get it. Every night she trapes off to buy a carton of what the clerk assured her was milk. There was even a smiling cow on the package. But at breakfast she'd pour it into her morning coffee and she'd discover it was black tea or coconut water or in one case, pancake batter. But then Taiwanese food is always full of surprises. Take the soup dumpling. It's a delicious pork wonton, and when you stick a fork in it, hot soup shoots all over your lap. Taiwan's even more successful cultural export is bubble tea. They sell this all over the world, and I don't know why. You suck down an overly sweet glass of milk tea, and then, surprise, a doughy ball of goo comes shooting through the straw. Sometimes you even suck down something the size of an earthworm with the chewable consistency of your own tongue. I've eaten horse meat in Uzbekistan, crickets in Thailand, and gopher in Ghana. But nothing prepared me for Taiwanese street food. The surprise here is that there's no surprise. Everything is exactly what they say it is. The chicken butts, the pig's ears, and the fried duck heads. And there's a very popular national dish called stinky tofu. Now let's all crack a window and head for Taiwan's premier tourist getaway, Sun Moon Lake. It's the largest body of water on the island, but that doesn't mean it's big. You can walk completely around it in under two hours. You just can't go in it. The lake is cool and clear, but no one's allowed to, you know, have fun in it. Similarly, the town of Sun Moon Lake has 50 bed and breakfasts, but no dinner. There's a few street food places, but they all close at 6.30, or when it rains or if they see you coming. Speaking of lousy service, we stayed at the Lea Lea Sun Moon Lake Hotel Moon. You might write that down so you never ever stay there. No one taught their hotel staff words like hello or thank you. The only English they knew was give me your keys. They kept demanding our hotel key cards, which worked, and replacing them with new key cards that didn't. If a new guy came on shift, he'd demand the keys the old guy gave you 10 minutes ago. Now here's where the story gets weird. One morning there was a Welsh corgi sitting in the lobby. He didn't seem to belong to anyone and the hotel staff didn't care. When I bent over to check my luggage, the corgi bit my ankles, jumped in my suitcase and knocked me down. The staff still didn't care. Then my key card flew out of my pocket and the dog grabbed it. Now the staff was galvanized into action. The clerk grabbed the corgi, pried the key card from its jaws, and pocketed it. 
I just did not get these people. That day we traveled to a small village with a lovely tradition. You launch a paper lantern into the sky and make your fondest wish. My wish was to get the fuck out of Taiwan. It didn't work. If you like this podcast but hate the sound of my voice, and I know I do, then check out What Am I Doing Here, the book, all my great travel stories, new bonus material, and photos, photos, photos. Go to Amazon.com for What Am I Doing Here by Mike Reese. And now back to our show. We left the countryside and headed for Taiwan's capital city. It's home to Taipei 101, the world's 10th highest skyscraper. It's lovely, but it's no Greg Kinnear. And that's the problem with visiting an island country. You don't see the best things, you see the best things they've got. Take the Hutong of Cats, a village famous for its feline population. There are cats all over the street signs, parks filled with giant cat statues, and gift shops selling nothing but cat figurines. But there's no cats. We counted maybe eight cats in the whole town. I can see more cats in my friend Andrea's studio apartment. This was a bullshit attraction. But it couldn't touch Geo Park, a long spit of sandstone jutting out into the East China Sea. It's been battered by the storms and high winds that make Taiwan such a great place to visit. All of this has sculpted Geopark with dozens of rock formations, all with colorful names. The Noble Queen, the Cute Princess, the Lost Slipper, the Gorilla, but none of them look remotely like those things. What they look like is turds. Dozens of giant turds. Now they don't have to call it Turd Beach. That would be crazy. But they could call it the Giant's Litter Box or Satan's Diaper. You can use these. Call me. I'm good at these things. On our third day in Taipei, we visited the local zoo. This, this was a sign of desperation. Mind you, Taipei has a great zoo, but all zoos are pretty much alike. You don't walk into one and it's got dragons and unicorns. They've all got the same animals. And as I watched them sweltering in the 100 degree heat, I realized they were just like me. They don't want to be here. They were trapped. And that's when I told Denise, I want to go home. Denise said, You want to go back to the hotel? I said, I want to go back to New York. She said, We're going back in two days. I said, I want to go now. I've never bailed on any of Denise's trips. I even went on a submarine that imploded a year later. But Taiwan had reduced me to a four-year-old. I want to go home. Denise begged me to give it one more day. Tomorrow we'd be visiting the National Palace Museum, Taiwan's greatest cultural repository. This will turn you around, Denise said. It didn't. It was a warehouse of fine porcelains, rusty bronzes, and old bamboo scrolls we can't read. LA has a collection like this. Even Orange County has one. New York has got about six of them. Taipei's collection was bigger, but no better. I call this the museum of stuff we usually rush right past. Our museum guide led us to the museum's masterpiece. He called it their Mona Lisa. <laughs> Are you ready for this? It was a hunk of rock that looked like a piece of pork. 
It was the perfect Taiwan attraction, a rock that didn't look like what they said it looked like, and it was a piece of meat that was inedible. Our museum guide, by the way, was the dullest man in two Chinas. I'm not even totally sure he was human. He looked and talked like an avatar from a 90s video game. He said, Do you want to hear a funny story? I said I would love to hear a funny story. He said, In Taipei, every street has a name in several sections. Section 1, Section 2, Section 3. Section 4. I think he was programmed to count to infinity, so I cut him off. Yes, I get the pattern. So he replied, But Chiang Kai-shek, when we named a street after him, he said, No sections. Isn't that a funny story? I said, Denise, I want to go home. And the next day we did. And that's when I realized why Denise had kept us there so long. She wanted to fly out on Hello Kitty Airlines. They only have one flight a week from Taipei. It cost us a fortune, and it really wasn't worth it. It was a normal plane with Hello Kitty printed on some napkins and pillowcases. Just like the hutong of cats. Not enough kitty. Just another bullshit attraction. As a perfect end to the perfect vacation, we flew directly into a typhoon. I didn't care. Taipei, Taiwan, typhoon. I just wanted out. The country had broken me in less than five days. So I admire the Taiwanese. They hang in there. They're tough. In one month, there were reports of people being hit with swivel chairs, choked by neckties, and zapped with stun guns. In the national parliament. This is how their lawmakers act. I left Taiwan bruised, battered, sunburned, waterlogged, and dog-bitten. It was truly a trip you can skip. What Am I Doing Here was written and performed by Mike Reese and was produced by me, Josh Perillo. Additional voices by Denise Reese and Trevor Morris, Mike's funny doorman. What Am I Doing Here, the book, is available at Amazon.com. This episode was brought to you by BetOnline.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.